0: Let's talk some Overlook stocks. George Tillis is going to give us a quickie rundown on two names. George Flywire, I'm uh, very uh, glued in to uh, some of these cloud companies trying to make a comeback here. Uh, How do they fit into this recent strength?
1: Well, yeah, so uh, this is a recent IPO back in May of 2021. So It's not been around a long time as a publicly traded one, but Flywire is another one of these uh, payment service integration software companies uh, ST&E, Stonico, is the other one we talked about, OJ. was about maybe a month ago. That's a Brazilian equivalent to uh, to Flywire. But basically, it's a vertically integrated payments uh, network that helps clients get paid from a business-to-business standpoint, but they also uh, serve customers from a business-to-customer standpoint or B2C standpoint as well. So it basically facilitates payments across multiple uh, end platforms or network platforms like Alipay, PayPal, and Square. So they're integrated with those larger Players out there now. The focal point uh, of uh, areas in terms of the target markets for Flywire are specific. They're actually specific to areas of education, travel, and healthcare. But again, they serve small and medium-sized businesses. Also, uh, have which they have integrated payment uh, payment uh, point of sale solutions as well as e commerce solutions. So today, we get an upgrade or initiation at the very least from uh, from uh, from a company. $40 price target uh, with the analysts rating it. Now, if you look at the stock price, interesting enough, I mean we're seeing a little bit of a divergence in the last couple of weeks. We're seeing some stocks still try to grind higher, make a continuous rebound from the lows that we saw back in uh, mid March, and this is one of them. Flywire looks like it's around 32.90, uh, perhaps an inverse head and shoulders from a technical standpoint, mm. but again. Uh, the company itself is still relatively new from an ipo standpoint they do have initiation of coverage from analysts it's not trading at too an aggressive price sales ratio of about six times with about 54 percent year-over-year growth in terms of sales now payment volume also based on last quarter's results in early march was 75 percent year-over-year so it looks like they're increasing their payment volume uh, and actually reducing the take rate which is actually a good sign uh, for the company, which is also expected to become uh, flat on a gap basis for earnings coming up in 2022 versus okay. a loss of 45 cents last year.
0: Okay, so they're making strides on the bottom line. We know that's what investors want to see yes. right now, getting a little bit more stringent uh, for these tech companies, prioritizing that profitability over top-line growth. So it sounds like you're moving in the right direction. All right, we'll keep it on our list here of the comeback stories for tech possibly. But the big mover, George, you're looking at today is a company working on a couple oncological treatments for breast and prostate cancer in particular. Veru, uh, it's a, a drug maker that um, went from four bucks to 14, and it, it hasn't reversed yet. Three days in a row, it continues its climb.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this was Monday's winner, and in fact, we uh, actually saw yesterday a pretty significant pullback. But but if you look at a one-year chart for Veru. It actually held the $10 area, and this is really important from a technical standpoint, and it has history, uh, at least going back about a year or, or about three years, around the $24 area. So it was a big winner on Monday, got a pullback yesterday, but a continuation today. This is a good sign, and as you mentioned, this is a biotech company with phase two uh, studies going on for two primary candidates, one in prostate cancer, the other for breast cancer. Now, the news on Monday was the other uh, sort of a tangential business that they have, which is COVID-19 Therapeutics, in which they had phase three data uh, published, which showed a 55% decrease in deaths for those who are hospitalized and took their therapy. So that's another positive catalyst for the company. But the other thing, there's also another part to the story, and I think this is maybe why the company's got some support, as well as some analysts' uh, support, not to mention uh, Oppenheimer, which raised their target to $36 from $25, on Monday's news is actually have a women's health division that generates about $61 million in revenue based on the last four quarters. And this is important because we do see a biotech company with three drug candidates, one in phase three, that's their COVID, two in their prostate, and of course, breast cancer in phase two, but already generating revenues, not from licensing agreements, from products that are already in distribution. Uh, cash position for the company with a market cap about 450 million is 115 million, which was recently raised uh, in January, so dilution risk is always going to be there with any biotech, especially a big mover like this one. Mm-hmm. But I suggest it may be less of a risk now because of the di- because of the secondary that was issued back in in January. Not to say that it can't happen, but again, uh, if you look at the uh, the analysts which have targets that are significantly higher than even the current price, which in the after hours I think is trading around fifteen sixty, uh, there's there's some potential for the company which has a revenue base.
0: Yeah. All right. Nice revenue base. Uh, pretty big study here. Uh, reducing hospitalization is always good, but but from a trading perspective, there's just a lot of potential uh, volatility when you get these types of moves. Yes. Technically holding that 10 right. bucks, pretty good stuff, though, George Nice. All right. Excellent work. George Tilts with the 80-second drill for two overlooked stocks of the day.